This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In the first four parts of Pastor's Encouraging Six-Day Series entitled All About Hope, we hear very specific instruction and clarification about the relationship between faith and hope, especially emphasizing that faith without hope is simply hopeless faith and will accomplish nothing. In these final two parts of his message, Pastor switches gears and addresses what God calls in his word, the true treasure within us all. That true treasure is simply the fulfillment of all of our dreams and desires, which because of our victory is actually a testimony to all the world of God's faithfulness, glorifying the very kingdom of God itself. Pastor encourages all that we are never to hold back our gift and especially never to let what's going on around us change the dreams that are going on within us. Let's now rejoin Pastor for these final two anointed messages on hope about never looking back and never compromising our dreams. There are some people that don't, that don't backslide, but they just, they're neutralized. So they're not slipping backwards. They're not, you know, they still love the Lord, but they're totally neutralized. They're no longer in pursuit of something better in their life. They're, not, they're no longer in pursuit of the promises of God. They're no longer in pursuit of, of the destiny and the purpose that's in their heart and in their life that God put them on this earth for. Isn't that the truth? So we're going to have to stay the course and not allow those things on the outside to really change or destroy what's going on on the inside of us. So, so Paul says in Galatians 5, 7, you ran well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? What got in your way? Who was it? Or what was it? We could say too. What, what was it? Now, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, in verse 7, um, Timothy sa- uh, Timothy says, uh, Paul says it this way to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. In other words, notice something. In order to finish the, the race, he had to fight a fight. Am I right? In order, what I get out of this, in order to get to his destiny or his destination, he had to fight his way through by faith. That's why I think one of the number one things you need to teach your children, for those of you who have children, is to stay in the will of God. And the very first will of God is the staying in the word. Stay in the will of God. Go to church. Pay your tithes. Love God. You will get, you will get so much farther ahead in life if you... Keep God first and honor God with your life and never back up. You see. So there are a lot of of people that started but aren't finishing. But notice what Paul says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So he had to fight his way because getting, listen, sometimes, you know, like I said, it just doesn't come easy. You're going to have to fight. And you're going to have to be willing to fight. You're going to have to be willing to stand your ground. Here's another verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 24. You know these are familiar verses. Do you not know 
that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. So you can't, you can't be half-hearted about this Christian race. You can't be half-hearted about, you know, uh, the promises of God and the Word of God. You, you, you've got to run. You've got to walk this walk like you're going to win. You've got to walk this walk like, listen, life's going to be better six months from now because I'm doing the Word of God. I'm trusting God. I, I've got, I've got uh, 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 you know, I've got my eye on a destination and I'm going to walk it out and I'm staying on course no matter what. Amen. As they say, there's a saying, come hell or high water. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So I'm going to, I'm going to, walk, the, I'm going to walk my course. I'm going to stay the course. And I'm not going to allow what's going on around me to cause me uh, to fall aside or, or get distracted or get off course. So number one is stay the course. Number two, now this is important, make sure the voice you're listening to <laughs> is the voice of God. I have been amazed at the wacky things that I've heard people tell me that God told them. You'd be surprised at the crazy stuff that people come up with that God told me. You wouldn't, listen, you wouldn't know the difference between, you know, God and the devil, I think, because it, 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 you, you, it's the craziest stuff in the world. You've got to be careful. Let me tell you, there are all kinds of voices. There are all kinds of voices. Um, Psalm 1 says it this way. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So you've got to make sure that the one way you're going you're to, listen, the one way you're going to know, because people have asked me that, I said, Pastor, how do I know that I'm hearing from God? Well, there's a couple of things that you will help you to know that you're hearing from God. Number one is that whatever you're hearing is consistent with the word. That's number one. Because if it's not consistent with the word, then it is not God. Number two, it will give you great peace in your heart. There'll be peace in your heart when, you, you know, when it's God speaking to you. It could be the scariest thing that you're about to embark on. There may be a little nervousness, but there's great peace on the inside. The Bible says pursue peace, right? Or, or uh, follow after peace. Let peace be the umpire of your of your heart or your soul, I believe it is. So, so you, you, have to, you, have to, you, know, you have to look for that peace. That's another way that you're going to know that you're hearing from, from God. Here's another way. It's, listen, leaders, spiritual leaders are going to be in agreement with what you're hearing. Confirmation is the word. Confirmation. It will be confirmed by someone who is over you in the Lord. You see now... Um, that's an area people get, you know, squirrely about because they don't want anybody telling them to do anything. But one of the things about me is, is it's the truth. It's like people come to me to talk to me. Pastor, I want to talk to you. Uh, I, I want your advice about something. I need to come and talk to you. And come to find out that they're not coming to talk to me about, you know, making a decision or doing something. They're coming to tell me what they're going to do. <laughs> then after, when they make a mess of things, then they come back and say, um, I thought I was hearing from God. Well, you never asked me, and I learned a long time ago, I'm not going to cast my pearl before swine. If you don't, if, if you don't have enough faith and courage, uh, um, uh, trust in your pastor, 
um, to ask, or a spiritual leader designated by him, to ask for advice over something in your life that may be, now I'm talking about, you know, where you're going to go on vacation, you know, I'm, you know, I'm talking about life-changing things, right? And if you, if you can't trust uh, the leaders that are over you, then, you know, uh, who are you going to trust? I mean, we've been put here for that purpose, but people make decisions, do things. They never consult. They never ask. They just do stuff, and then they come back later and, you know, they want to know why they made a mistake. Well, because one of the ways that you're going to be sure that you're hearing the voice of God, and listen, any time in my life when I'm going to or have to make a big decision or a big move, I always seek spiritual advice. I always seek out one of either, either a spiritual leader or one of my friends who I know because they have proof in their life You know, you, you don't want to talk to the wrong person, so not everybody's going to be the right person to speak to. But I, I'll go to a friend who, you know, who I know to be godly, who I know that loves me. Because, you know, not everything you share with everybody is going to get them as excited as you are. As a matter of fact, it might make some of them jealous. Come on. That's right. And, and, you know, and they'll start giving you advice, trying to talk you out of something because they're freaking out because, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about here? Who do they think they are? You know, it's the truth. So you have to be very, very careful that whoever you're sharing your things about your life and about your future, that you're sharing them with a trusted friend or a spiritual leader. And I would put a spiritual leader first. So... So you need, to, uh, you need to be sure that, you know, the voice you're hearing is, is from the Lord. Uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, um, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. I get, listen, I get advice, you know, I'll, I'll talk to the right people and get input. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors... They are established. See? So that's wisdom from, from the Word of God. So I, I wouldn't make big decisions in your life. And, uh, you, know, you know, that was another thing we used to deal with a lot. We haven't dealt with that recently. But years ago, people calling themselves into the ministry. Oh, yeah, they call themselves into the ministry. And it's like, you know, all right. I don't see you in that, you know... But go ahead, and they usually fail. Now, had they consulted with the spiritual leader over them first, then that spiritual leader would have prayed about it and prayed with them and, you know, given them the best advice he could give. But anyway, so if you're going to make it, make sure that the voice you're listening to is the voice of God. And those are some simple ways. Is that helpful to anybody? All right. Those are some simple ways, and maybe we can talk about that again. All right, I want to finish up. Uh, number three... Be diligent with what you have in your hand right now. Be diligent with what you have in your hand right now. One of the greatest deceptions of the enemy has always got you chasing a carrot. The carrot's before the horse and you never get the carrot. And you're passing, as you're chasing the carrot, you're passing by all the wonderful provisions God's put there for you, right? That you're, you're, but you're blinded by, you know, something else. 
And, and, and you know, I have to say, I, I, you know, I've, I've been guilty of that in times past where, you know, well, when I get to this place, then it will, you know, it'll, I'll really preach when I get to a 500 people. I'm holding back because, you know, who wants to preach to 50? And it wasn't until I got over that and said, I'm just going to work with what I have and stop being worried about what I don't have and worried about, you know, when it's going to come, how it's going to happen, who's going to, you know, who's going to help me. When I finally got over that and just put my mind to looking at what I had and working, I, I mean, this is something I've preached before, you know that, but working with what you have. Because, you know, what you have is what God has given you. And when you don't, when you don't, when you despise what you have in your hand, you're despising the provision of God. You say, well, I don't like the house I live in or the, the, I'm in this terrible apartment. Well, instead of having that confession, say, this isn't the best place, but I thank you, God, for providing it. I think I have a roof over my head. I know there's something better. And I'm going to get out of here real soon, but thank you. I thank your way out of your, with what you have, right? And, and use what you have to the glory of God, even if it's a little. Gee, the lady who put the, the two mites in, in the offering got more attention than all the big givers. She didn't have much, but she was using what she had. And, and the Lord was so blessed by what she, what she did because he, he saw it as sacrificial. She, she, she wasn't complaining that she didn't have anything. She took what she had and she used it. And that's the biggest, I believe one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of believers make is that we're overlooking what's in our hand because our eye is on something greater and we're, we're not, we don't feel like we can do anything or be satisfied or get anywhere until we have something else. I've just learned from my lessons in life, wherever I have been in life, and I've been in many, many places, like Paul, you know, I've, I've abound and I've, I've, and I've been abased. So I, I've had plenty and I've had little. I've been in all different places in my life. You know, you, some of you see the end result, but, but I didn't get here overnight. I got here by doing these simple things. See, and and the, 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 the bottom line is that Wherever I was, I made the best of that situation. Sometimes I didn't like it. I wasn't happy about what the situation, but I had, to, I had to change the way I was looking at it and saying, instead of me cursing this, let me, let, me, let me use it and let me bless and let it become a blessing. Let me thank God for it and let's watch it increase and abound and grow. And when you have that attitude, then God begins to supernaturally Blow his blessing upon what you have in your hand. You remember, you remember when Jesus sat down, sat, sat down the 5,000 to be fed or the disciples came to said they're hungry and their answer was send them away. And Jesus said, no, you do something. He said, what was the question? He said, what do you have in your hand? What is it that you have? He wanted them to see that you can take whatever it is that you have and when you offer it up to God and thank God for it and bless what you have, God will make it abound and grow and be blessed. When God first called me into the ministry, it's like I gave him every reason why I was not qualified to be in, in ministry. I did. I'm not smart enough. 
I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not charismatic enough. I'm not married. I had every strike that I could find, I set against myself. Wow. But I had to come to this conclusion, finally, when, I, when God got hold of me. Son, stop looking at all the negatives and all the deficits or what you perceive to be deficits and just start with what you've got. I've given you a call. I've given you a voice. I've given you a message. So you go take it and you work it. And I started with 12 and worked it to 20 and worked it to 50 and 80 and 100 and 200 and 300 and 500 and, and here we are now where we are, you know, 1,500 or whatever it is, and growing. But you, you have to work what you have. If I had despise, one verse says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Because you're going to, you know, you're going to cheat yourself. You're going to cheat yourself. Don't despise them. Appreciate them. Love them. Enjoy them. Thank God. See God in every level of life. See God in every place that you are. See the Lord and see the possibilities there are in God. You, you, you've got to be diligent with what you've got in your hand and not despise it. People curse the blessing. People curse the very thing that they, that, that's in their hand. They curse it because they're they're not satisfied or they're, they just don't see it. You know, listen, you don't have to be, listen, if you live in a tiny little apartment and you need, you need more room, you know, you don't have to be satisfied, but you can be thankful. Right? And you know my little, my little thing that some of you laugh at, but I'm telling the truth. You see, you may be driving a, a real old car and you need a new car. Thank God for that old car and keep that car in good condition. Work, show God that you're willing to work whatever, with whatever you have in your hand. And if you'll just keep working that thing, and you say, oh, that's silly. It's not silly. It's a Bible truth. Here's, here's the truth. If you are faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. And if you flip that around, if you're not faithful in little, you will not be faithful in much. And you'll not increase. That's right. It's a, it's a principle. It's a, it's a Bible principle. It's a spiritual principle. If you're not faithful with what you have in your hand today, you'll never see anything more. I had to, I had to stop grumbling and complaining and squawking because I was frustrated way back when we were a small church and I was just doing it day in and day out and plugging along and people would come and people would go and and the people, some, you know, people would stay. And some of the people that stayed, I wish they had gone. And some of them gone, I wish they had, you know, stayed. If you know what I'm talking about, because they were more trouble than, than they were worth. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's nobody here, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> I want you all to stay. I want you all to stay. But, you know, and it's worse when you're a smaller church, because everything is, you know, it's just magnified. That's the only way I can explain it, you know. And I just, I just got tired. Of, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, how much longer? I, feel, I felt like I was on a treadmill get going nowhere and exerting all this energy, you know. But I had to change. And I remember the moment we had, and some of you know the story, we were trying to get a, into a new facility because we were on a back road in this dirty old building, this Masonic temple. 
and we were trying to get in, so we were looking for a new place, and, and it didn't happen, and then this land came up, and we tried to buy this land, and I was just so discouraged. But I remember the moment things changed. I, I can remember the, the moment that everything changed. And I said, Lord, I'm going to do whatever. If you have me here in this place for the next 20 years, I commit to you with 50 people or 100 people, I commit to you that I will do my best and I'm going to make it work. We cleaned up that place and we started doing stuff. And I, I, just, I just took on a whole different attitude. And I began to work the principle, be faithful with little. Because if you want much, you're going to have to prove to God that you're going to be faithful with what you have right now. Because if you're not faithful in this, you're never going to be faithful down there. See? And people, people want to jump from A to Z without going all the, pro, all right, the process and go the way. You see, and you're going to have to be committed to going the way. Um, so you have to be diligent. And, and you're blessed in increments. You're blessed in increments. You know, in, you know in Mark 4 where it talks about the sower and the seed and we talk about the four different kinds of ground, you know, the teaching that I do often. Well, it says on the, on the end, it says the good ground is the one who hears the word, receives the word and so on and so forth and brings forth 30, 60 and even 100 fold. It's progressive. The blessing comes in increments. You do the word, right? Yeah. You be diligent with what you have and use faith. And 30 comes, and then 60 comes, and then 100 comes. Some more and even more will show up. But you have to be diligent with what you have. Wow, that's the principle of the Word of God. That's how it works. So that verse is Luke 16, 10. He was faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. So really, faithfulness... um, a person who's faithful is going to be faithful over whatever he is given. He's going to be faithful with, with whatever is put in his hand. See, I see that principle working even in the church. You get somebody that has gifts and talents and abilities. If they're not going to be faithful to stand in the corner and give out cards or stand as an usher or you know, do some other menial task, if they're not faithful in that, they'll never be faithful when you give them more. They'll never be faithful in the bigger things. So, so the key principle is that if you want to excel, if you want to get to your dream and vision and destination, then you've got to work what you have and work it well. Yeah. Do the, give, it, give it your all. As a matter of fact, there's a verse. Um, I'm not sure where it is. I think it might be Jeremiah. It says, Jeremiah, I think it is Jeremiah. says to himself, I have become weary from forbearing. I've become wearied from holding back. When you hold back the gift, when you hold back, you know, giving something your all, you actually weary yourself and it saps you of the anointing. Wow. So, so three things. We'll finish right here. Stay the course. Make sure the voice you're listening to is the voice of God and be diligent with what you have in your hand. We're going to stop right there. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, Pastor Ray, ny.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's pastorayny.com. 